Hello! My name's Jack, and welcome to the weekly roundup called This Week on Premier Skills English. In This Week, we've got lots of interesting words and phrases to help you talk about football in English. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can also visit the Premier Skills English website at premierskillsenglish.britishcouncil.org, where you'll be able to download the podcast. On the Premier Skills English website, you can read the transcript and join the Premier Skills English community by completing a language task in the comments section. This will really help you remember the new words and phrases from the stories from the Premier League. The wait is over! Last night, Burnley welcomed Manchester City. The teams started their campaigns with the first match of the season at Turf Moor in Burnley. I started working on this podcast before the match, so I'm not going to talk about the result in this podcast. At this time of year, it is the custom on this podcast and in newspapers and sports websites to make predictions about how the different clubs will do over the coming year. The transfer window is still open, so there's a chance that there could still be some big moves that will affect the teams and their chances of Premier League glory. But I think most of the big deals have been agreed and players, pundits and fans have a pretty good idea about who will be lining up this season. To prepare for this podcast, I have read a lot of predictions. Actually, I started by thinking about the sorts of language I might use when making predictions. For example, modal verbs and future forms. And then I read a bunch of predictions and looked for authentic examples of the language. So, in my predictions, I'm using phrases that I found on these news websites and blogs. I'm going to approach these predictions by thinking about five questions. Question 1. Which teams will struggle to survive? Question 2. Which team will surprise people the most? Question 3. Who will be the best player? Question 4. Who will finish in the top four? And question 5. Who will win the Premier League? After I answer each question, I'll talk a little bit about the language I used to make my predictions. Your task this week will be to answer these five questions and make your own predictions. Now. I've decided I'm going to split this podcast into five parts and release each question, each prediction, and language focus as a separate episode. While writing the script, I realised that there's so much language to talk about that cramming it all into one podcast would be too much, and you'd never get the chance to practice using it. So, in this first episode, I'm only going to answer the first question. But before I make my first prediction, I want to give you the answer to last week's football phrase. Last week's football phrase was a noun. The noun was... The role of the... of a football team 
depends on the manager, but they're expected to lead their team and to make sure the team communicates well and that new players, especially younger players, are supported by the more experienced team members. Congratulations to JB Art from Nigeria, Sat from Japan, Karim Zain from Egypt, Alex from Ukraine, Viet Wingo from Vietnam, Hassan from Turkey, Ken from Japan, Mo Beckham from Turkey, Ahmed Amma from Egypt, Bikus from Egypt, Renan from Brazil, and Andre Torre 102 from Brazil. Welcome to the podcast, Andre Torre 102. You all worked out that the phrase I was looking for was captain. Keep listening till the end of the podcast for a new football phrase. Now it's time for me to make my first prediction. Question 1. Which teams will struggle to survive? In all of the predictions I've read, the two dead certs for the drop are Luton and Sheffield United. On paper, it's hard to see how Luton are going to compete. Manchester City have seven players who are valued at more than the total value of Luton's squad. When Luton face City, there's a good chance that every player that City plays will be worth more than Luton's starting eleven. Luton may pull off a few surprises at Kenilworth Road. Some pundits have suggested that the charms of the Hatter's ground might be enough to put off their opponents. However, I don't think that these will ultimately amount to more than embarrassments for their opponents and won't be enough for Luton to dodge the drop. Sheffield United have sold Jai and Sander Berger. The loss of these players will be massive for the Blades and it's difficult to see how they'll survive. It's more difficult to predict who will take the third relegation spot. Both Wolves and Fulham have had chaotic summers and some pundits have plumped for Wolves following Julian Lopetegui's exit. However, the season will be a struggle for Bournemouth, Forest, Everton, Palace and West Ham, so I'm going to pick Wolves, but I'm not very confident about my prediction. The language that I'm going to focus on from this first prediction is to be a dead cert for something, a good chance, to amount to something, and to have plumped for something. A dead cert for something is something that is very likely. This is quite informal and more common in Britain. We used to use the word cert for something that we were certain would happen. If you are certain, you know something and have a strong sense that it is true. However, the term cert is no longer used on its own and only survives in the phrase a dead cert, meaning something that you are very sure will happen. We use it with the, the preposition for. Someone is a, a dead cert for something. So you might say that your colleague is a dead cert for a promotion at work if you are very confident that they will get the promotion. 
I spoke about a good chance that something will happen recently. If there's a good chance that something will happen, then it's likely. You think that it probably will happen. You can also say there's a slight chance if something is possible but not likely. And there's no chance at all if you think that something is impossible. There's an old song from 1932 called I Don't Stand a Ghost of a Chance with You. The collocation to stand a chance is quite common and it means the same as to have a chance or have a possibility. A ghost of a chance is a tiny, tiny possibility. In the song, the singer sings about someone that he wants to be with, but he doesn't think that he will be able to attract them. He has no chance at all. He doesn't stand a ghost of a chance. To amount to something means to be equal to or to add up to something. Most commonly, it's used with numbers. If you're adding up a bill in a restaurant, you might ask what the total amounts to. However, I used the phrasal verb to talk about the results of a series of actions. So you can use the phrasal verb to describe the outcome of a series of actions or events. In the prediction, I said that Luton's home victories would only amount to embarrassments for their opponents. I meant that they would not be enough to help Luton avoid relegation at the end of the season. If I were more optimistic, I could have said that their Kenilworth Road victories might amount to survival in the Premier League. The last phrase I want to talk about is to plump for something. I got this from one of the predictions I read. I'm not sure I've ever taught this phrase before. I'm not sure I've ever written it down. It is quite informal. To plump for something or someone means to choose something or someone after thinking about your choice for a long time. You often hear, what did you plump for in the end? If someone was taking a a long time to make a decision. It's a a funny sounding phrase. Your challenge this week is to make your own prediction about which teams are going to struggle to survive in the Premier League this season. I'm going to publish another episode tomorrow with my second prediction, and then another and another and another. For each episode, I want to read about your predictions, and then at the end of the season, I'll look back and we can see whose predictions were the most accurate. Now it's time for this week's football phrase. As this podcast is going to be split into five episodes, there will be five football phrases, so I hope they will be easy. This week's football phrase is a team. That's a a massive clue right away. The fans of this club are known as the Toon Army, and the club mascot is a magpie named Monty. Do you know which club is this week's football phrase? If you know the answer, be sure to leave it in a comment on the page for this podcast on Premier Skills English. 
Before I finish, I'm going to go through the answers to last week's language challenge. Number one. Brendan Rodgers has held treble-building workshops with his Celtic stars and made it clear he demands ruthless aggression from his players in the hunt for more glory. Number two. In 1999, Cleo Lake was a gallery assistant at the Respectable Trade Exhibition, the first major exhibition to acknowledge that Bristol was even connected to the trade in enslaved Africans. Number three, all of a sudden, things are looking up at Chelsea, and defender Chilwell, who is looking forward to the new season, says Pochettino immediately identified they were not fit enough and corrected it straight away. Number four, Terminator creator James Cameron says AI has taken over and it's already too late. Number five, former Manchester City playmaker David Silva has said his goodbyes to football as the World Cup winner and four-time Premier League champion was forced to hang up his boots after suffering a serious knee injury in pre-season training at Real Sociedad earlier this month. Number six. Dolly Parton said, My personal life philosophy is grounded in my childhood and in my spirituality. I've always had a lot of faith. Number seven. It's time universities recognised the value of teaching experience instead of hiring based only on the number of publications. Number eight. Former Leeds United star David Prutton believes that the current Whites midfielders Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams will relish the prospect of playing England in the group stage of the World Cup. And that's all I have time for today. Before I finish, I just wanted to say that I hope you found this podcast useful, and I hope all of you stay fit and healthy and safe. Bye for now, and enjoy your football. 